Welcome back to the QEH podcast, the place to find out more about the school and to connect with staff, pupils and parents at a deeper level. Each week we'll be interviewing people within the QEH community, asking them questions and spending time understanding them and understanding more about the school. Today we're talking to three sixth formers about their lives at QEH and what they're looking to do once they leave the school. Lucy, Joe and Izzo open up their lives, with Joe explaining how sixth form life is so different to year 11, they all explain what leadership opportunities there are at QEH, and we hear what each of them think they might be doing after they leave university in a few years' time. There's lots in this episode, and if you've ever wanted to know what sixth form life is like, then it's absolutely the one for you. But come with me now as we speak to Lucy, Joe and Izzo in the sixth form at QEH. So Lucy, Joe, and Izzo, thank you for being here on this episode of the school's podcast. How are you all doing today? I'm good, thank you. Uh, Joe and I today we've been to a university fair with the school at Ashton Gate. Oh yeah. And that's quite interesting. Got to find out a little bit about what some universities have to offer and to ask some questions about specific courses that we're interested in. Okay, and which universities were you interested in there then, Lucy? I think the ones that caught my eye were Liverpool, Birmingham and Warwick but there was quite a few other ones that weren't there that I would have liked to have spoken with as well. Oh okay such as which ones? I'm not really sure yet because they're about a month into term so Mm. I haven't really started thinking too much about that yet. Well you've got a good two years until you until you go somewhere so you've got a good year therefore to have a proper think about it joe how about you which universities did did you speak to which ones caught your eye yeah no i really enjoyed it i i mainly went to look at warwick i got uh, one of the pamphlets that they had and because they have really good economic and business courses so i was really excited to see what they had to say and they answered all my questions really well and i'm yeah that's the main one that i'm looking forward to Thanks for that, Joe. And Izzo, now you're in year 13, so chances are you were probably doing something like this this time last year. What stage are you at in the whole what you do after leaving QEH kind of phase of life? I'm a bit different from some of my other peers. I'm not applying to uni this year, so I've already decided to take a gap year because I'm applying for medicine, which is obviously like a very intense application process. So I thought I'd postpone my application so I can like focus on my grades and like responsibilities within school. So I think I'm probably more at a similar stage as Joe and Lucy would be in year 12, with sort of like still exploring different universities. I mean, I'm, you know, a little bit further on maybe, comparing like different courses rather than, you know, maybe as much different unis and, you know, getting a little bit more into it. The pressure's on a little bit more. But yeah, I think I'm really enjoying it. The school definitely offers like a lot of support when it comes to like choosing which uni you want to go to, especially for medicine, because you have like separate sort of like like medicine clubs if you will to talk about like interview processes and like sort of specific like UCAS applications for that course. Excellent that sounds really good sounds really helpful of the school to do that what are your thoughts regarding what you're going to do during the gap year? Well I'm currently sorting out at the moment it's really good because QEH this year um, have gotten a new member of staff Mr Poulter who's the head of futures so I went to talk to him last week actually about um, planning for a gap year and we had a, an afternoon with some of the old Elizabethans and I spoke to one of them who did work experience at the BRI. Okay. Which I would be very interested in doing. So I've been in contact with him. I'm trying to sort that out at the moment. But I think I'm definitely interested in doing something academic during the gap year or just any medical work experience I can get my hands on, really. Mm. 
I think I'm going to be sad to leave QEH, so I think, you know, I'd probably look into, like, can I do some volunteering at school, maybe, or, like, help out, you know, with, you know, the people who do medicine next year, like, application processes, because I will have done my application, like, next year when they all go back to school, so once sober, if I can give any advice, like, that'd be good, but, um, I think I'm definitely, like, at the moment, is what I'm exploring, what I want to do in my gap year, because I'd rather do it, like, earlier rather than later. Okay, fantastic. Thank you for all of that. And uh, Lucy, Joe, thank you for, for sharing with us uh, what you've been doing at the, that university fair as well. Now, Joe, you've joined the sixth form, having been at the school since year seven. Tell me what it's been like going through the school and, and staying in the school now for sixth form life. Well, I've really enjoyed it, to be honest. I've had, I've had a great time here, amazing. I, I came here at the start of year seven, mainly because my brother was here and he enjoyed it so much. And then I joined and just going up through the school, the community has just been so so good and it's been so warming. And I've got to know all the teachers really well and the whole, uh, the whole staff have just been so nice. And it's like, you know, we just enjoyed my time here so much. It wasn't really, there wasn't really any other options going into sixth form. I always knew I wanted to stay here for sixth form just because of the, the staff and the, the subjects and the whole community that I've loved. Okay, so you didn't even consider switching and going to a different school and doing sixth form, experiencing sixth form life in a different place? No, I always knew I wanted to. My brother stayed here as well, and I, I had a, I had a chat with my parents, and they asked me, "Do you want to, do you want to think about going anywhere?" And I was just like, "No, I'm, I've really enjoyed it with QEH, and I, I can't see anywhere else where I'm going to have this much fun." Okay, and Lucy, so you're relatively new to the school, and Izzo, you've been in the school, I presume, for a year now. Tell me what each of your experiences have been like going through, you know, joining from another school and joining into the sixth form. Lucy, tell us how you found all of that. I think it's been really nice. Everyone's been really friendly and welcoming. And I think it's been great for me to have changed school for sixth form and to come somewhere a bit different and meet new people. And I think that will also help with when I eventually get to go to university, hopefully then I think it will help me to feel a bit more confident with being around new people and people that I haven't met before. Okay, so having to mix and make friends with new people, having joined from, you know, leaving year 11 in a different school, joining year 12 at QEH, good preparation, therefore, for when you join at university, um, wherever that might be. Yeah, I think so. And Izzo, tell me how you found things a year ago when you joined. I think I was a lot less confident when I joined in year 12, but my confidence has definitely grown due to being at QBH. I think, you know, I would agree with Lucy that it's definitely made me feel more prepared for, like, leaving Bristol and, like, leaving an environment where I know people because, you know, sort of going from a place where some of my teachers at my old school have taught me for, you know, about a decade, (laughs) coming to QBH and sort of having to build up those relationships with, like, your peers and your teachers... I think it's made me a lot more confident that I know that I can, you know, take that on when going to university. I actually think the academic aspect at QEH has really helped me grow my confidence quite a lot. You know, when I joined, I think I wasn't 100% on my abilities, especially I was doing, like, I'm doing STEM subjects, so chemistry and biology, I'd say, the subjects that I didn't feel as confident on, and the teachers, and I'd say my peers as well, like, have really made me feel a lot more secure with them, and I don't think I'd enjoy the subjects that I do as much in another school. And tell me how you find sixth form life to be different to, say, year 11, whether or not that's QEH or a different school, because I'm sure each of you have got a different answer on that. I'd say a lot more independence, a lot more of like, you know, sort of independence where you can go out like during your freeze and, you know, but also like, you know, I'd say especially for biology, we don't get set as much homework as it is like you're relied upon to follow up after your lessons and do it yourself. Like, 
I think QEH is probably more structured than other schools as in like you're still chased up for work but I, I think that the aspect is good it's more like a nurturing environment I feel like but there is still the element of like you have got to do it yourself which is you know little bit make or break maybe like you've, you've got to rise to the challenge of you know it, it's up to you now really but I, I think QEH are good at keeping a balance of not throwing us too much in the deep end like your teachers definitely still care about you like mm. you know I think it's a good bridge between uni where like the class sizes will be even bigger and like they won't know you I think you know they are preparing us but like it's not like they don't care like <laughs> It sounds like a, a perfect uh, platform between school life and university life. Lucy, is that a, an opinion that you'd share with Izzo? Yeah, definitely. I think that's probably one of the big reasons why I decided to join QH for year 12. Mm. I think as well, one of the things that's quite different about going to sixth form compared to year 11 is that you have the opportunity to really study and go in depth into the subjects that you really like and enjoy. Mm. So for me, that would be Spanish and French. And I'm really enjoying that now. It's not just like at GCSE where you learn, obviously, your basic vocabulary and grammar and things about going on holiday and eating different food. But instead, you get to do more in-depth things like at the moment we're doing about heritage and cultural aspects of Spanish and French speaking countries. And that's really nice and quite interesting to look at. Izzo, let's just jump back to you for a second. What opportunities are there outside of the academic side in school life to develop your own leadership skills? I think I was surprised at how many opportunities you do get to like develop those skills. So there's obviously like the role of prefect. So, you know, duties, like, you know, talking to the younger years, there's like, you know, that would be sort of more like your responsibility would be more like a teacher role. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, you're not performing teacher's duties, but it's it's that kind of thing, like, you know, seen more as like an authority figure within the school and then there's peer support so that's more like getting to know them on a personal level like uh, members of the sixth form will sort of mentor younger years give them advice um, which I think is really beneficial because obviously the teachers are there to give you advice as well but getting advice from people who have been higher up in the school and have just gone through what you've been through I think is really beneficial and then obviously there's house captains and sport so for hockey this year we've also got captain um, and vice captain so that's me and Lucy but I think it's good that we had quite a strong field for captain applications for hockey this year so the four girls who did apply even though two of them didn't get the um, like initially um, created positions of leadership we created a leadership team of all four of us okay so you know if the demand is there I feel like QEH create the opportunity for you to get involved And like, you know, say last year we created a gender equality group that was sort of initiated by the students, which is still being run um, this year. Mm. But it's it's largely student led. You know, we've got support from teachers, but, you know, we've been sorting that out this week. It's like the we've created like subgroups. They're all led by year 13s. And, you know, those weren't in place before. Those are sort of leadership opportunities that we've said to the school, oh, we want to create this and the school have listened. Like, Mm. I, I do definitely feel that obviously... You know, they're the original sort of like finite group of um, leadership opportunities. But like if you come to QEH and you want to do something involving leadership, if the other roles are already taken up, you can literally create your own. Like the school are very good at like listening to what the students want. Awesome. This sounds fantastic. It sounds like a great way to develop your own uh, leadership skills. Joe, how do you find the leadership opportunities at school? They're good. Yeah, I've I've obviously recently joined the QEH rugby team and um 
they they've been doing lots of like different activities like this time we've got two vice captains which i don't think has happened before and the, the the teachers have also helped obviously pick the vice captains but they're they're consulting the uh the, the captains a lot more about the team and about how how to improve and about what to do and what to how to train and, and all of the matches that we should be playing. Hmm. And I think it's just become a lot more independent and we've we've got a lot more to do ourselves so we can be more, much more proactive hmm. and uh, we can take things onto our own hands. Hmm. Um, and I'm really excited to start peer supporting and, and I'm gonna, I think I'm going to try and get for a house captain as well. So that should be fun. So, Joe, peer support then sounds like something that you're going to be involved in. Is that something that you were on the receiving end of when you were younger in school? Yeah, yeah, no, when we were in um, year seven and eight, we had really, I really enjoyed my peer supports. It was really fun in tutor time. We did loads of different activities. And that's really when, from a young age, when, we're, when we had them coming in, I knew that I really wanted to do that when, when I was older because it just, it was so much fun and, and um, having the responsibility and like having, having people older in, in the year to look up to and to come to ask for questions and all that. And I really enjoyed it. Now, I'd love to talk about what you expect life to be like after you leave university. I realise that that might feel like it's going to be quite a long time from now. And in many ways it is. But that time does also go by very quickly. And at some stage, you'll find that you've left that world of university, whether or not you've taken a gap year. And then it's time to begin the rest of your lives. But have any of you had a think about the kinds of things that you'd like to do? I mean, it sounds like, of course, studying medicine, that's that, that's that's self-fulfilling in some ways but uh, I don't know whether you've thought more about the kind of things that you'd like to do and and how your world will look after you leave university. I think for obviously like you said for me like medicine it's a more defined pathway of like you know do your degree and then you go into work at hospitals but I know I've definitely thought you know I'd kind of want to work like there are different areas of medicine that interest me so probably like psychiatry like working in A&E pediatrics like something that would be very like sort of high intensity but I don't know if I want to do that you know sort of the whole way through I know research I find is an area that I'd be really interested in doing and you know I sort of chose medicine so my like options are very open of what you can do once you've done the degree and I know like later in life I definitely want to become a teacher I think because my mum was the same she like worked in industry with science and then became a teacher later in life I mean I know a lot of people who go to QEH like well, a lot of the teachers were students at QEH. I mean, you know, I probably would be partial to be like, oh, I don't want to be a teacher at QEH. But I think I'm, I'm excited because I think medicine, like doing a medical degree is the first step. But I think one of the reasons I chose it is that there are so many opportunities open to you. Like there's so many doors that you open by doing it. Like I, I don't feel as if I'm sort of like doing a medicine degree and then I'm like, I don't know, trapped in being a doctor. Like, there's so many different things that you can do. And mm. I know I was talking to Miss Fox about the gap year, and he said one of the parents runs a charity for thrombosis. And I think that'd be so interesting to go into something that, like, you know, it's sort of, like, medical-based, but in, like, a charity field of work, you know. Like, later in life, you know, I'm, I'm not going to want to be sort of, like, you know, if I do go into, like, working at a I don't think you're going to want to do that for, like, 40 years or something. You know, later in life, if I want to do something that's not quite as high intensity, I think, you know, you know, I want to, I want to keep a balanced life. I definitely want to keep playing hockey throughout uni and working, but I've heard they've got medics hockey teams at some unis, that's so I'm, cool. I'm hoping that'll be good. Lucy, tell me what you fancy doing and how you think your life might look after you leave university. 
Well, I'm not too sure yet, but I think at university I'd quite like to study, carry on doing languages, so that would be Spanish, French, and maybe another one like Portuguese. So then having Portuguese and Spanish would open up opportunities to work in South America and Central America. So I think potentially maybe something to do with politics, like being a diplomat, or maybe working for an international charity or business, or maybe even law. I'm not really sure yet, but I just know that I'd like to do something international. I mean, having Spanish and Portuguese is clearly going to be great for, for South America. I mean, if you, if you yeah. did ever want to live there. Having Portuguese, of course, fantastic for Brazil. And I imagine that Portuguese is probably uh, less of a commonly learned language, therefore possibly more opportunities in there if you if you were prepared to niche down a little bit. And of course, if you've got Spanish and Portuguese, you've got the whole of South America there covered off. Yeah, definitely. And Joe, how do you see things uh, to be for you after you leave university? Any ideas at the moment? Well, yeah, I'm I'm a lot less unsure than than these two. I'm I'm know that I want to study like either business or economics or like something like maths at university. But I mean, I'm I'm re- not really sure after that. I think there are quite a few like directions that I could go down there. But I'm just still trying to think what I like what specific kind of um, career path I really want to take because I think it's a big it's a big it's a big step in your life, and I really want to make sure that I get it right and that I can. I can make sure that I am enjoying what I'm going to do after uni, no matter what it is. You're right. It is a big step. Equally, though, the really encouraging thing is that uh, for your generation, it's totally acceptable to change from one career to another when you're midway through your careers. Whereas I'm thinking possibly your grandparents' generation, maybe they had a career and that was their only career. Maybe with your parents, maybe they had two careers one or two but generally speaking the younger the people are the, the your generation coming through far more likely to have more than one more than two careers so on the one hand you're right it's a big decision to make but on the other hand it must be great to know that you're not actually trapped in that forever necessarily yeah that's definitely quite reassuring to think that yeah you can have a different career path if you mm. change your mind or if you want to do something different like Izzo like Izzo was saying yeah and I definitely say like I kind of take a bit of inspiration, like my family, like a lot of people in the sort of generation above me, like my parents and my auntie all did like more science and engineering degrees in university and then went on to do like jobs that incorporated that, but in like the food industry, you know, sort of like you wouldn't link the two initially, but it just makes me think like if you sort of choose what you'd actually enjoy to do at uni, you can then use that as a jumping off point, like I think school have actually been quite good with that. It's like you don't realise how many different jobs there are, like how many like really random things that you can put together. So it's good to know, like, you know, for university, I feel like when I was more stressed out, people would just say, like, just choose something that you actually like. And then there's so many different things that you can explore after, like once you sort of get the foundation in. Mm, Really good advice, Izzo, just to do the thing that you enjoy doing and then those doors will open up. Okay, got a couple more questions now just for fun. This is nothing at all to do with school life, but I'd love to know from each of you if you could only have the music of one musician or a songwriter or one band or one composer and you were stuck on a desert island with all of their music forevermore, but only that one person or that one band, who would you choose, each of you? 
I actually probably know who I would pick initially. So, I mean, I wouldn't say I'm as much of a super fan now, but um, I used to really like the Arctic Monkeys, the band. Um, I feel like it's a bit of a claim to fame. I mean, it's not a closer link, but um, my grandma, her best friend, used to work at the, uh, like, sort of, like, I don't know, like corner shop around the road from where they used to record their music. So she'd see them like all the time. Um, And we ended up, when they got back together and they played a festival in Scotland, we like flew up there just to see them. So I think I'd probably choose their music. Like obviously because it's very good music, but you know, I used to listen to it so much with like my sister. It would make me very like nostalgic. I think that would keep me entertained more than anything else would. Excellent. Thanks, Izzo. Lucy, how about you? Oh, it's quite a big question. I'd probably say maybe outcast because i think as well as you know the the songs that everyone knows and everyone likes singing along to they've also got some ones where they've got some quite interesting music going on so probably quite a lot of variety there if i can only listen to one thing forever excellent thanks lucy and joe how about you I'm thinking more like I'd, I'd like some more like modern pop kind of music, like some Lewis Capaldi or something like that. I like, I like, I like something more up to date, you know. Excellent. And then from each of you, what was the last good movie that you saw, either at the cinema or on Netflix? And when I say movie, it could be a movie, it could be a series, something decent that you've seen on on a screen. I think I don't really watch a huge amount of TV, but I think one of the last films I watched was. I can't remember what it's called. It's quite a famous one. It's about where they break out of a prison, where they like dig through the wall. Oh, is it The Great Escape? It's like quite no. a famous. Oh yeah, Shawshank Redemption. Shawshank Redemption, great film. It really is. Yeah, I liked how um, you could see throughout the film quite a lot of character development and the relationships between the different characters. So, and then obviously it was quite a nice ending as well. So I quite enjoyed that watching that with my family. Yeah, don't spoil it for anyone who hasn't seen it though. Oh yeah. <laughs> How about the other two? What would you say? I I think I it's one of my favourite films. I really like Knives Out and that kind of like genre of like the murder mysteries and like the or, murder on the Orient Express. That that's one of my favourites as well. And Daniel Craig is such a good actor as well. I really like him. Very good actor. Thanks for that, Joe. Yeah. And our last answer. Well, I think me and my dad are like you know we kind of see every movie that comes out. We like live at the Everyman. But I think the recent one that like springs to mind was um like the Marvel movie Shang Chi. I thought that was really good. Like, I really enjoyed it. And I think it was a big sort of movie for um, making sure there's, like, Asian representation in cinema, Mm. which Mm. was really good. Like, um, I think Marvel have been trying to push that with, like, obviously Black Panther came out for, like, black representation. And then, you know, this is more Asian representation, but really making sure it's, like, doing the culture justice rather than, you know, being, like, offensive with some of, you know, there's been previous movies where, you know, Asian representation is not even played by Asian actors, which has been, Mm. you know, just an absolute mess. But I think the movie was like more well received than it expected to be, which was like, you know, really brilliant and good to see. I mean, you know, obviously it's an enjoyable movie to watch, but it's nice that it's sort of linked to like sort of progressing the like, you know, cinema genre. Awesome. Three great answers. I've seen two of those films. I haven't seen the third one. So Izzo, I think I might have to check that one out. But we need to bring this to a close now. So Lucy, Joe and Izzo, thank you for being here. Thanks for giving up your time today. And are you all missing a lesson or are you on lunch break at the moment? We are missing a little bit of lunch and also a French test, but, you know, I'm not too fast. It's okay. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry about that, Lucy. Sorry about a lunch break, especially sorry about the French test. And if you pass on my apologies to your French teacher as well in that case. But thanks for being here, all three of you. And thanks for giving up your time. Thank you. Thank Thank you. you. Bye. 
So that was Lucy, Joe and Izzo talking about Sixth Form Life at QEH. Thank you to all three of you for giving up your time for this episode of the podcast. Now, if you're listening and if you have any questions, then do feel free to get in touch with the school. Just search QEH Bristol online and you'll find the website there pretty quickly. But our next episode is coming out soon. So in the meantime, thank you for listening to this one. Don't forget to follow or subscribe so you get future notifications. And we look forward to seeing you next time. Bye for now.